Monaco and Culture is brought to you in association with the all-electric 2024 Cadillac Lyric. Magnificence electrified. The Cadillac Lyric delivers a sporty, responsive and agile drive that makes every mile a milestone. This groundbreaking Ultium EV battery platform fundamentally changes how electric vehicles are engineered, delivering charging and power storage technologies that fit seamlessly into far-reaching journeys and daily commutes. The Lyric is a vehicle that balances the sensual and the technical in masterful harmony, where rhythm, form and colour unite. From emergency braking to intelligent alerts, parking assistance to vehicle monitoring, the Cadillac Smart System suite of safety and driver assistant features, standard on the Lyric, means you'll drive with added confidence. While innovations like available supercruise driver assistance technology and Google built-in set a new standard for technical prowess. Take the next step. Head to Cadillac.com now to configure your car. The all-electric 2024 Cadillac Lyric. Magnificence Electrified. Hello and welcome to Monocle on Culture. I'm Robert Bound and today we're getting into the spirit of all things Yule maybe not cool, by giving some new festive albums a spin. Uh, This year's Christmas crooners include big stars such as Casey Musgraves, Brian Adams and Robbie Williams, a few blasts from the past like Chicago and the Lighthouse family, and even Rob Halford from Judas Priest has put his dulcet tones to a yuletide rocker called Celestial. Mariah Carey is reissuing her hit album Merry Christmas as it turns 25 years old. John Legend has teamed up with Kelly Clarkson for a new take on the slightly creepy Baby It's Cold Outside. Kanye West has been rumoured to be dropping an LP on Christmas Day called Jesus is Born, No Lie. And the footballer turned TV pundit Chris Kamara has released a few Christmas classics too. Um, It sounds like everyone's having a pop, but which ones will be rocking around the Christmas tree? Uh, To separate the wheat from the chaff, the pogues from the Christmas in Blobbyland, Slade from the Crazy Frogs. Today I'm joined by chief rock and pop critic for The Times, Will Hodgkinson, and the broadcaster and DJ Georgie Rogers. Welcome both to the programme. Hi. Thank you very much. We had quite a Christmassy sound check, so I hope we're in a kind of decent Christmas um, spirit. It was a year since we did this programme, all three of us together last year, like a sort of, I don't know, like making a beautiful Christmas album of our own here. Well, Studio One here at Midori House. Do you remember that? Yeah, well, George just said that Krangbin had a special Christmas album out. Yeah. And I think you maybe had the line of the night about having Shatnered yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember. Now it brings... It's all coming back. I think I remember saying that. I, think... re- regret, I regretted it. I regretted it. It's come, come back to haunt me like a horrible Christmas like turkey. a bad smell. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's start things off. And we're going to start things off with Robbie Williams. Um, I don't even know. Well, actually, we don't need... Who needs William Shatner? Well, you've got Robbie Williams, let's hear, hear a bit of it, doing a duet with the boxer Tyson Fury. Grab that Sharon from the office, nick the champagne, let's get off it. Just in time for Roland's And I don't know whether we could recognise the voice of Tyson Fury there, but um, we can certainly hear Robbie Williams sounding like Robbie Williams on his, unbelievably, his first ever Christmas record. Georgie, can yeah. we believe it? I can't really believe it. Can we conscience it? Is it OK? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> uh, I, think, I think it's all right. I, 
I, am I right in saying that Robbie Williams is kind of like the OG Michael Bublé? Because he yeah. used to do those like Frank Sinatra standards, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Quite early on in his career. Yeah. Uh, with the big band and everything. And um, listening through to this record, all the covers are actually, I think they'd be put on at Christmas time. I think people, you know, family favourite would be into it. Robbie's friendly, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. That, um, Tyson Fury does sound, he's got a set of pipes on him, on that, if you listen to the full track. Sounds quite nice. Yeah, but I mean... bad. That's bad Sharon. But terrible, terrible lyrics. Mm. Grab that Sharon from the office, nick the champagne, let's get off it, just in time for old Lang Syne. Horrible. <laughs> I don't want to go to that office right. party. Yeah. I don't want to go to that one. I think I'm all right, thanks. Um, <laughs> elsewhere on the record, he duets with Rod Stewart. I listened to that one, that's good. Yes. They're good, aren't they? Brian Adams... We can. I don't. Know, we'll just have to. We don't. We can't put thumbs up and thumbs down. We we'll just have to make a noise. Uh, Jamie Cullum. Yeah. That's not bad. Um, and uh, this is an interesting one. An interesting international play. He's teaming up with Helena Fischer, the Schlagerboom star from Germany, who's one of the biggest pop stars in the world. You've never heard of. She's yeah. amazing. So it's kind of quite, and, and the aforementioned heavyweight boxer Tyson Fury. So a mixed bag. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's also a double album. Does it need to be well? Well, a shop and take a breath around the Yuletide desk. I mean, the, well, first of all, I would say Robbie Williams doing a Christmas album is manifest destiny. Yeah. I'm very surprised it hasn't happened already. It to me, it's there's something about him which is, you know, I know it sounds mean, but it's a bit of a shiny shirted pub singer done good, mm. and also it, it's it's very much like the Rat Pack goes to John Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> That's and, uh, buys a silver bauble. Yes, yes. You know, it t- is t- kind of tasteful enough for your mum. Is that yeah, kind yeah. of thing? You yeah, know? yeah. Um, it's absolutely. It's like it's like Georgie said. It's absolutely harmless. There's nothing apart from. I think I can't really forgive him for massacring. Merry Christmas, everybody, because I love Slade. Yes, and that's a, one of the best songs ever. Yeah, and I really wish he hadn't done that. But when he does, you know, Winter Wonderland or Let It Snow, that is Robbie Williams. Yeah, you know, he's an entertainer. He's got a good voice and this is what you expect from him so to me it, it's it's breaking no new ground as, and, and you'd hate it to you know <laughs> yeah, exactly. it's, it's doing exactly what you want it to it's fine that's a good point actually Christmas Christmas albums need not break new ground although we are going to well, get they're Robbie Williams no they're Robbie Williams okay so Robbie Williams we're happy with that maybe it doesn't need to be a, 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 a double album but manifest destiny indeed Molly Birch's Christmas album I sort of scratched my head slightly about this one mm. but um, here's a song called Holiday Dreaming Georgie Rogers, I didn't really know who Molly Birch was, but I like this record. Yeah, I had to Google her. You made her, a face. Actually. You made a face though. No, I had to Google her because I didn't know who she was either. She's she's like quite American country kind star, of, but there's a nice, there's a sort of nice kind of lo-fi kind of sinetien sound to some yeah, of this little, record. Yeah, a little jazziness too. Yeah, I, yeah. I yeah. definitely, I don't have a problem with the 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 overall recording of it. Like she's got a beautiful voice. There's lots of lovely textures in the record. But I don't know. There was just something about it. I just felt it was. This would be very much in the background for me. It would be me sort of like after a lot of wine sliding down a radiator. <laughs> Not really You're sure. You're bad Sharon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> very bad Sharon at this point. Um, I just, I don't know. I just found it a bit dull. And then the old Lang Syne one. I mean, that could soundtrack a funeral, not a New Year's Eve party. Okay. <laughs> um, it's not going to get me going. Okay. I found it all a bit, a bit. 
Okay. What do you think, Will? Because you, you mentioned John Lewis in your first answer. No, so you I'm know afraid. what? I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm going to go the other way here. Okay. Really? I loved it. Yeah. I thought it was very sad. And I find Christmas quite sad. Mm. You know, there's a melancholy to Christmas. And I thought that this captured that. I thought she had a touch of Nina Simone to her. It is very la- languorous and, uh, you know, it's very gentle. But, you know, there's a song called Snow Queen of Texas, which is a Mamas and Papas cover. Yeah. I love that. And then there's um, Hard Candy Christmas, a Dolly Parton song. You know, I really like this. I thought there's quite, quite unusual songs that she, she'd chosen. Good song choices. Yeah. Old Lang Syne, I think you're right. I mean, that you don't one, need that. It finishes it. Don't need like, that. It doesn't but leave you in a good no, place. No, but it's very, <laughs> I kind of like the wallowing in misery. Okay. You know, it's, it's a sort of, you know, that kind of melancholic, woe is me Christmas feel that you do get. When yeah. It, it's this kind of bittersweet Christmas, isn't it? You know, it's, it, it's always, you know, you get this sense of what you've lost. Yeah, so, Holly and I were trying to decipher the album cover art, and it's it's Molly on the front cover looking a bit sad with a big ginger cat. We didn't, re- I didn't really get the, you know, the, well, that maybe that sings through the. That's record. her companion, the ginger cat, for yeah. this Christmas, and so yeah. that's why she's a bit gloomy. <laughs> it's just her and the cat. Yeah, could be. <laughs> oh, cat lady. Poor Molly. <laughs> I feel like she could do so much better. Well, I liked it. Yeah. Okay. I didn't hate it. I, yeah, just I will add, you know. Okay, so it's not moments, a New Year's Eve record, but, but it could be. A, it's a, but it's a pleasant, sure it's a pleasant Christmas record. Not Boxing a, Day record. <laughs> Boxing Day record. Great for Boxing yeah, Day. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. When you've overeaten, you're Over, feeling a bit sorry for yourself. Yeah, it'll forever be. Um, it, the, 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 it'll be sort of the uh, jacket potato with lots of turkey on the side. Will forever be the Proustian Madeleine for Molly Birch. It will. Um, okay, let's move on to uh, some rock. Uh, there's Rob Halford in his gay apparel from Judas Priest. Well, what do we think of... Uh, this is not the first of Rob Halford's Christmas albums, I think. I've got to say, for me, it was too much. I mean, you know, for the... <laughs> I know I'm going to shock Come you here. Come back, Molly. <laughs> Come back, Molly. All is forgiven. You know, I like the darkness when they did it. I yeah. thought if, if you didn't do kind of silly Christmas heavy rock... The thing is, it's like, you know... On one level, you know, you've got Away in the Away in the Manger, this kind of prog rock version. Yeah. But then he really ruins it. At the end, there's this song called Protected by the Light, which is like this really earnest ballad. Hmm. Maybe it's a bit Christian or something. I'm not quite sure. But, you know, if you're going to do a jokey, heavy rock Christmas album, I think you've got to acknowledge that the whole thing is very tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. And you've really got to tie your colours to that mast. And I felt that it was a little bit, you know, sort of sailing between vaguely serious and okay. absolutely ridiculous yeah deck the holes i mean he sounds like he's having quite a good time with that not using his full range which is surprisingly broad well i think later on he does get the chance to uh, you know really uh, whip, go... whip out the falsetto but uh, <laughs> but um you know in that moment he's, he's kind of quite um, restrained he's wrapped some tinsel around it this year if he can find enough yeah <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how this show got like this. <laughs> I think it's perfectly on point. Um, Georgie, Rob Halford, um, I mean, what do we think? Yeah, you're right. You know, the, the William Shatner was just mock, it was just tongue in cheek. It was great. All the way through, yeah. right? This, yeah, maybe it kind of 
as between the earnest and then the ridiculous. But yeah, I, I mean, quite like how they, they've obviously raided the archive of sound effects to make it feel <laughs> as Christmassy as possible. Yeah. And new takes on Christmas carols. I do love a good Christmas carol. So this mm. is kind of quite fun. Definitely some moments on there. Like you said, the sort of like Metallica, nothing else matters version of Away in the Manger. Which I, yeah, that is obviously a high point. Yeah, never <laughs> thought I would hear <laughs> on a record. But yeah, it's fun. Yeah. So we've gone in a very different direction with this, right? Because this is kind of a, pro- a pro- you know, sort of like some of the first proponents of heavy metal doing a Christmas album or, or their lead singer. Does it? That's obviously a very tough way to do it. You can have a crooner like Robbie kind of doing it very successfully and unsurprisingly. But when your genre is heavy rock or heavy metal, how do you how how do you dance? effortlessly between the snowflakes. Well, it's not easy. <laughs> it's not easy. We, we should ask Rob. Okay, yeah. let's ask Rob. I think, um, I think my 94-year-old grandma would be moshing in her seat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The thing is, I guess the melodies of and the backbone of so many Christmas carols are so good and well-known, if not great, then very well-known. You can kind of almost do anything to them. They're like Beatles songs, right? They're so familiar. Yeah, they are. And difficult the other, to ruin. Well, the other thing about heavy metal is that heavy metal is actually very musical. Mm. You know, it's, it's, it's really technical. Uh, it's full of melody. You know, a lot of the a lot of the sort of big Swedish pop songwriters like Max Martin, they had heavy metal backgrounds because they learned how to do these complex progressions and yeah. scales. So Rob Halford can certainly handle it, you know, and, it, and all the arrangements are complicated metal arrangements that work. But I felt that because it's kind of because it's clearly a joke, then you can just go for it, you know. And I th- I think the darkness did did do that pretty well with their Merry Christmas, Christmas stuff. Don't Let the Bells End. Yeah, I mean, that was just so silly. It was good, yeah. yeah. And it yeah. was fun, yeah. you know. And I think um, I think Rob is kind of showing us that he's really good as a singer at the same time as doing something completely and utterly ridiculous. <laughs> Do you think the hardcore Judas fans, though, will, will stick this on at Christmas? It's hard to see. Yeah, I mean, in a sure. way, you don't want, you know, in a way, you don't want Judas Priest to be... To be <laughs> turning the whole thing into a mockery do you no i don't know you know there's 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 definitely humor in the metal community but a, a confusing christian message yeah. as well with uh, <laughs> celebrating the birth of christ with a band called judas priest it's hard to know which way to go it's hard that, to know yeah. which way to go isn't it <laughs> we're scratching our heads best not to think about it. i'm giving rob the benefit of the doubt Fair celestial enough. by rob halford <laughs> out now uh casey musgraves is sort of um she's doing a big um christmas special on amazon prime that's obviously always already in the bag um, so she's culled a kind of album from guest performances and bits and bobs. Um, this is from it, and it's called Christmas Makes Me Cry. And I know that they say have a happy holiday And every year I swear I sincerely try Oh, but Christmas, it always makes me cry Oh, brandy butter wouldn't melt. I love Casey Musgraves. Golden Hour is one of my favourite albums yeah. from last year. She did a really good Christmas album, I think last year, called Very Casey Christmas, which is perfect. It was that perfect blend of kitsch and really good singing. <clears throat> this one, didn't find it funny in the slightest. It had all these little skits in it, like with James Corden. And and, and if you see the, the Amazon special, it, do you remember when Bill Murray did a Christmas special? And you think, nothing Bill Murray can do will be bad. And it just fell flat. Yeah, it felt like felt like that. I was really disappointed actually. You know, the Christmas makes me cry is my actually my favourite song on it, and the London Del Rey duet is really nice. But I felt a lot of there's a lot of jokey stuff, 
and can laughter and or you know maybe it's audience laughter but it's just it's just one of those things that just isn't funny it so, sounds like it's come from a can it sounds like audience laughter from the the, the mid 1970s yeah which might be <laughs> yeah and it might be deliberate but it's but at the same yeah. time it just becomes quite annoying you know when you're having these these kind of not very funny skits that don't really work yeah. so i felt it was like yeah she's she had all the success duly because she's so good and i think that this was calling in lots of famous friends and uh, doing something that doesn't work as nearly as well as the people involved probably thought it would. Um, so we heard Christmas Makes Me Cry, which you quite like, Will, erring on the side of the melancholy Christmas Yeah, I like again. that melancholy Christmas stuff. Okay. We can have a hug after this. If, if... I'm just going to have a little, cr- little cry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then go to bed. We, uh, what, what can we do, Georgie, with, with Will? <laughs> maybe. Maybe we can play him this. It's new from Brian Adams. It's Reggae Christmas. <laughs> oh, God. Right, okay, this is from Christmas, simply named Christmas EP from Brian Adams. That song's called Reggae Christmas, as you can tell, because it sounded exactly like the Toots and the Maples. <laughs> Georgie, what did you think? <laughs> I'm sorry, but I, <laughs> I listened to the EP on the way in, and um, I just wanted to go and crawl into a hole and die. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> not a grotto, I, not a grotto, just a hole. It was hideous. Okay. There was the second track. Was that like for a children's TV show or something? <laughs> I just don't even know. And just then the the reggae Christmas. I I don't I don't really have many words to be honest. Okay, I think I the think whole the whole of, the whole thing I think is just a bit of a like, hey, let's do a Christmas thing. It's quite slapdash. Well, it's a five in. track EP, isn't it? So Horrible. it's not a full. Yeah, hasn't done the full double no. album Robbie Williams thing that we started off the program with. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I think from for Brian Adams, he should be doing stuff that's a little bit better than that. Personally, well, well I think also it's it's a reminder that millionaire rock stars spend Christmas in the Caribbean, <laughs> and yeah, they're really they've you know, got money to go. On they've holiday. got money to do it, so he goes off to his house in Martinique, and they inflict on us this absolute nonsense. You know, it's like when Sting and Shaggy made an album together. It's just a punishment. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, Sting came from a good place doing doing reggae exceptionally well with the Police, didn't he? I mean, he came. I thought they were. I thought that was they were a great band. Certainly their roots and that kind of stuff. But you didn't you didn't think it bore it out when he finally did the long awaited Shaggy um, album. I, yeah, I think we we should, probably can't go down that rabbit hole. But I would okay. just say for for Brian Adams. You know, this this certainly doesn't undo the damage that, you know, 11 weeks of everything I do, I do for you did on the nation's psyche. Um, interesting, you've both... I love that song. <laughs> I, I still love that song. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, yeah. always. Fair yeah. enough. Such a great film. Loxley! <laughs> um, interesting, you both, um, you wished you'd fallen down a hole and you you talked about not wanting to go down a particular rabbit hole um, when talking about Brian Adams' reggae Christmas. I think that's a neat... Probably a neat analogy and a neat way to move on to the next record. What do you think? I think that's enough on Reggae Christmas. Okay. Um, This next one we've got is a compilation from Merge Records. It's called You Wish. Um, It features Mikkel Cronin, William Tyler, Shout Out Louds, Will Butler, etc., etc. The song we're going to hear is Christmas in Prison. Ooh. Hmm. By His Golden Messenger and Lucinda Williams. Come to me 
Okay. Um. How do how do merge records fare from this? Is this a is this too is this kind of too good to be Christmassy? Well, it's creative. That's the thing. Yeah. You know, generally these albums are an excuse to just do the old songs, aren't they? And also just something really silly. And these songs are, you know, there's a lot of good songs on there. I mean, William Tyler's a really, really mm. good acoustic guitarist, and he just has this song called Jesus Christ. And there's this song called by Coco Hames, who was in the, a Nashville band called The Etts. And she does a really, really good song called Keep Your Christmas, which is basically a breakup song. And, you okay. know, at Christmas saying, right, I've had enough of you, off you, you know, yeah. sling your hook. And so I th- I'm guessing that what happened is that Merge, which is this good American indie label, said to all its artists, just just do whatever you want. And they came up with this stuff. And I thought there's some really nice stuff on here. Okay, it's not, you know, it's not necessarily going to go alongside Merry Christmas Everybody and the, you know, Christmas canon. But it's a fun listen. And this, I thought there's some fun ideas, actually. I liked it. Um, Lucinda, wonderful to hear the voice of Lucinda Williams on a Christmas song. As Sounds well. great. Who would have thought that would happen? Um, Georgie. Let alone this... one called Christmas in Prison. Yeah, right. I know. <laughs> um, what did you think of this one? Yeah, I liked it. Um, yeah, as you as you were saying, it's 30 years of Merge and they gave us artists like Connor Oberst and mm. Arcade Fire and Y Oak, lots of artists that I really love. Um, I especially like the White Christmas one by Apex Manor, which was just quite alt and really beautiful and then the Will Butler track who's in Arcade Fire um, Love Asked Me To Stay that was really stunning it's not the most cheery Christmas record but there's definitely nice ideas in there and on the kind of alt indie side of things yeah, it's up there like some of the tracks on there are definite you know they're decent offerings for sure and they're sort of um, opaquely Christmas rather than specifically Christmas. Yeah, but they're about, that's what's good about it because they're all about the ideas that come up mm. at Christmas. The Christmas mm. in prison, of course, loads of people spend Christmas mm. in prison. You know, it's, it's uh, you know, keep your Christmas. People, people split up, you know, at Christmas and from their, from their, you know, boyfriends and girlfriends and hugs so still available. Well, yeah. Yeah. Heartbreak, heartbreak hotel. People, yeah. people cry. People, 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 people oh, suffer. Right. <laughs> and also, there's one called Green Christmas. Yeah, you know, yes. it's very topical. It is. <laughs> it's good. It's no, good. it avoids the jingle bells and talks about the the really sad issues at Christmas in yeah. a very beautiful way. And in a nice and way. Both, no, you are it's both. Not, right. It's not really sad. It's no, kind it's of not. fun. Um, okay, Chicago. This is their fourth, I think, Christmas album. Very difficult to navigate your way around Chicago's back catalogue as it is. Um, anyway, let's have a slice of Here We Come a Caroling. Something about that reminded me of the fake band that um, that was at the end of Alias Smith and Jones, where they used to play themselves out on the little Bon Tempe organ that they got from Argos. That sounded like that. Or yeah. there was an elevator missing its soundtrack. Well, to me, it reminded me of, of you know if you if you wanted into a sort of um, chain hotel in Las Vegas mm. and they've got the band playing in the corner. Yeah. I can't believe that this is Chicago. No, you know, right. the, the great. Jazz funk band mm. who, who you know who started off that genre really yeah you know I mean I know they went into kind of cheesy eighties schmaltz but Chicago did incredible things yeah and now they're doing this real like Bon Tempe organ like you say I mean it is <laughs> it's full on you know it's it's absolutely kind of you know right next to the palm tree by the toilet you know by the bar. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, firm but fair from Will Hodgkinson. <laughs> Georgie, can you do you bring them closer to the stage or further away from the lose? No, definitely keep them by the lose. I think. Um, I yeah, I had to go because 
I I was like, I know that they're massively influential and, and incredibly famous and Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and all of that. And then I realised, oh, they're the ones that do If You Leave Me Now. Yeah. That, that big power ballad. Yeah. Yeah, this this album, I, I read that instead of recording it in a studio, they basically used a, an innovative mobile Hotel recording lounge. setup. Yeah, <laughs> to make the album while on tour. And it, okay. you can hear it. Yeah. It sounds really badly produced and made record. There's nothing going on in the back. It's all kind of treble. It's there's no, there's no kind of, messy. there's no, there's no kind of rhythm section. There's nothing no. going on in the it's, back. There. It's not good. The songs aren't there. Just the, the whole thing. I'm, it was a bit, a bit of a struggle to get, get through it. Should, oh. Surely, thirty-seven albums in, they should have just gone and made a oh, thirty-seven proper albums record. in. I think they were wearing matching Hawaiian shirts <laughs> while they're doing it. They were just very <laughs> close, very oh. close to Brian Adams's Christmas Island. Not Christmas Island, but. Where he spends Christmas. Well, I think this one was, you know, it's more like a chain hotel in Chanhassen than okay. the Martinique, but yeah. I, know, I hear what you're saying. <laughs> well, we've had a pretty good time um, talking about Robbie Williams, Molly Birch, Rob Halford, Casey Musgraves, Brian Adams, um, various artists from Merge Records, um, and Chicago, finally, saving your best for last. Actually, it's you two that are going to save your best for last, because um, this is the time, uh, part of the show, where you're going to tell us about the things you wanted to talk about, the Christmas gifts you've brought for our listeners. Um, Will, yours is Libera, who are a South London choral society. Yeah, they're a bunch of kids from South London. I mean, this is as traditional as it gets. Yep. This is just This is just choral versions of songs you know you know, back to front, you know, it's In the Bleak Midwinter, it's Carol of the Bells in Dolce Jubilo, all of those ones, you know, and it's absolutely straight. There's no reason in a way to hear it, you know, because it's it's been done a million times before. It's just it's just really nice. I mean, there's something about Christmas which I feel is, you know, it's a time for reassuring things like, you know, falling asleep in front of the Gavin and Stacey Christmas special or, <laughs> you know, eating too much and arguing with your family, all that kind of stuff. It's, and this very much falls into that category. It's just... Very nice, choral singing, the kind of stuff you'd like to hear at Midnight Mass. Um, perfect. This is, um, you, the track you've chosen is my favourite carol in the bleak midwinter. Oh, it's beautiful stuff, isn't it? Actually, you can't really beat a children's choir as well, specifically, right? It's yeah, right there's just school. something very, very, very sort of I don't know, kind of spiritual about it, isn't there? Mm. It's just those, those, the purity of those voices is yeah. really, really, really nice. Um, and Dante Gabriel Rossetti there giving you one last reference to bleakness in the <laughs> midwinter. That's true. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> yeah. Will's on the like the trifecta, Mr. Bleak. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, not at all, Will. I just, I just like, I just kind of going down here, marking. What you've beaten? No, no, come on, he can, you can, come on, liven up. It's going to be fine. I like Slade. Yeah, <laughs> don't we all though? Um, that was rather beautiful. Wasn't yeah, it, that's the sort of thing. Hundred percent that Mum and Dad Rogers would put on on yeah. Christmas morning. It's total Mum and Dad. As we're shuffling into, you yeah. know, going, yeah, eat our body weight in food. Nice. Yeah. Okay, like, that's love a, it. An beautiful. Enduring image. Yeah. 
Um, that's the kind of thing that you have on and you don't realise it's been on it's been on repeat. Yeah. You've had it on, <laughs> it's on there. three and a half, hours three and and a half times yeah. and you're kind of like, we had this on before. But in, a, but in a really good way. It sort of makes me think of, uh, you know, like a really, really old CD player which is covered in like stain, food stains, you know, mm. and it's like only just works and it's been there since 1982. Yeah. It's, that's, it's like this spiritual home, I think, of this yes. album. And I mean that in a good way. And the CD's you know. still in there from last Christmas. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's that kind of thing. It's like you say, it's just on, everyone likes these songs, it's yeah. beautiful done and it's it's totally reassuring um well it's beautiful stuff as recommended by will hodgkinson that was christmas carols with libera uh, and he chose in the bleak midwinter um georgie yours is lucy dacus tell us a little bit about her yeah just as christmas covers go you can't really beat the originals a lot of the time so one of my favorite christmas tunes is wham last christmas because it's it's just it does everything that you want a great christmas song to do and so um i got this in my inbox and i thought i'd give it a listen and thought i would probably go after 10 seconds and actually i thought it was quite a well done cover so lucy decus is um she's an american indie singer-songwriter and you can sort of file her next she's pals with phoebe bridges and julian temple they're in a a a group called boy genius you can kind of file it next to snail mail angel olsen laura marling elliot smith kind of vibe um and she has done uh, an EP and she's covered some absolute classics. There's some good Springsteen on there. Yeah, the Dancing in the Dark cover by yeah. The Boss is amazing. The Phil Collins in the air tonight is also really great. And then this one of, of Last Christmas. And she just knows her way around the cover. She's kind of, yeah, revered tunes, but she puts her own slightly indie edge to it. Yeah. And I just rather liked it. Um, well, let's have a little bit of Wham's Last Christmas, courtesy of Lucy Dacus. Um, beautiful stuff. It's Lucy Dacus bringing us to the end of this uh, of this year's Christmas um, musical special. Thank you both very much indeed for your wonderful choices. Will, do you want that hug? I wouldn't mind. <laughs> OK, well, I don't know how we're going to do it on, on mic, but Georgia, should we help him out? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be nice. Um, thank you to both my guests, um, Georgie Rogers and Will Hodgkinson, and, of course, to my producer, Holly Fisher. Um, we'll be back at the same time next week when we'll be discussing the new Imelda Marcos documentary, The Kingmaker. But for the time being, for me, Robert Bounds, thank you very much for tuning in. 